A popular streaming tool has been caught copying other people's homework again and finally got called out on it. Plus, Rockstar Games gave CD Projekt Red an early holiday gift by releasing an even buggier game than they did. Tonight is November 21st, 2021, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so not, you would say uh, even if... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. I actually did play some Halo this week. Believe it or not. Still not my thing, but just like the intro from 10 years ago says. But hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, a week before K-Thanksgiving. Uh, weekend here in America. Uh, welcome to uh, the Bobby Blackwell Show. This is where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminiscing about gaming's, his, uh, gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch uh, Twitch channel, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we, we do tape the show live each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash network, and that is where you can come and uh, enjoy uh, the show and be a part of the show directly if you so wish. But if you um, if you can't be here live, I understand. It is Sunday night. It is 8 o'clock on the East Coast. Other things are going on. I completely understand. Uh, you can join us in our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. We are still there on Discord right now. Um, I don't see that changing anytime in the near immediate future, but we're going to talk about something else that we had to get rid of this week. Uh, so, uh, but we are there and that's where I can receive, read comments uh, and we can chat and you can also suggest topics for the next audio, uh, the next, um, the next podcast uh, that we do here on Twitch. And it is also audio and uh, audio is working fine. Hopefully. Because uh, I'm seeing in, in chat, people can tell me if the audio is working or not. My little green bars are going up, so but other people said it's good. All right, um, I will also mention uh, just kind of as a personal thing. This is all, I'm only going to spend a minute or two on this, so if you want to fast forward through this, uh, but uh, just to kind of give my perspective on uh, what I did that has nothing to do with gaming or anything. But I did get my uh, booster shot uh, this week, my Pfizer booster. Uh, I was actually eligible before Friday, before everybody was eligible. Uh, so I actually got it Thursday. Obviously, I am here. I am fine. My arm feels fine now. Uh, I had, um, and since people usually ask, well, how did you react to it? Uh, I was tired that night. I went to bed pretty early. Uh, I got chills in the middle of the night. Uh, so it was probably a very, very, like, slight fever, uh, which I had for, like, the entire next day. But I was still, like, sitting here, like, on the computer. I actually edited my show, and I did all that stuff. And then uh, that broke in the middle of the next night, and then I was perfectly fine for the rest of the weekend. So uh, I got uh, I got my booster. Uh, and uh, so if you uh, are able to, I encourage you to decide if that is for you or not. Um, and my wife got the Moderna burst booster on Friday, and she's fine now, too. So um, we're, we're, we're all good here. So not going to tell you what to do. I'm just going to tell you what worked well for us uh, and, and stuff. And I am seeing people in chat. Other people talked about um, how they got the booster. And some of them reacted a little bit more harshly. But uh, to me, 
personally, it's better than the alternative. And uh, I actually have like a reaction to getting shots in general. Uh, so uh, it doesn't matter what the shot is. I have a specific reaction of the actual injection, like the actual active injection. Uh, so it's a little bit of a different process for me. And I still didn't hesitate. But I don't want to get into that any more than that. But, you know, I just wanted to share that. So uh, we do actually have some viewer comments from a previous episode uh, about Forza Horizon 5. So this is where I'm going to put all the Forza Horizon 5 talk. Uh, I will say, though... That uh, Forza Horizon 5, uh, I, I did make it into the Hall of Fame, so I technically rolled, credit, or, uh, rolled credits, even though there's, it doesn't roll the credits then. But that is the end of the game, and now I am at the end game uh, portion. Uh, I, I, re- I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time. I've got so much left to do uh, in there. I did finally find all 578 roads, and, and two, those two last roads were really, really difficult to find. Uh, I, I, it took me a bit, uh, the trick there, if you are, if you are in this, here's, here's more pro tips from Bobby, believe it or not. Yes. Bobby has pro tips sometimes, even though I give you, I play most games on easy, uh, in order to see on the map, the gray areas, a trick that a lot of people use is you take the brightness, go into video settings, take the brightness all the way down, uh, as far as it can go. And that makes the little gray areas pop because usually it's one little tiny section of a road. Uh, that it, that you didn't drive over, and that is what you uh, what you missed. Um, there are also uh, you want to look on like the overpasses and all the exit and entrance areas. Uh, there are also some little tiny driveways. There's a little L driveway just to the right of the big two circle farms on the west side of the map. Uh, that one a lot of people have missed. There's some other small driveways, and also also uh, you're going to want to. Uh, there, there's actually a bugged road. So there is a uh, one of the showcase uh, missions, which is the not just regular driving, but they do some different things. There is actually like a story beat where you are driving something that is not a car. Uh, and I don't want to spoil it too much because it's actually really hilarious. Uh, but there is a story mission where you drive this and you drive it through an area of the map. Um, and that map lights up and it looks like you've actually driven over it, but it doesn't actually count until you drive over it again. And this is in the Northeast side of the map. It's the Northeast trail. Uh, you have to drive over it again to, uh, actually have it count towards your road. So even if you, if you have like one road left and everything is, is lit up, drive over that Northeast trail again, and then it might pop for you. So, um, so yeah, and uh, Tackle says that when playing the game in HDR, uh, I did it with HDR, but other people do it without HDR uh, if they're playing on a computer or on a regular TV. So uh, the Breakman says uh, Bobby Blackwell Pro Tip: Press Start to begin playing the game. Thank you, Breakman. Thank you, thank you. The crowd loves you too. Uh, so yeah, but uh, Forza Horizon Five. Uh, they uh, actually tweeted that they have had more than 10 million pl- uh, players. It's the biggest first week in Xbox history and the biggest Xbox Game Pass launch ever. Bigger than Halo, bigger than Gears, big- bigger than anything else that Xbox has ever done, Forza Horizon 5 
and it got perfect tens among some of the mainstream sites in the review, and it's uh, not nominated for uh, the the game of the year at, at at the Game Awards, despite the fact that it got you know tens. It's like the highest rated game in 2021, not even nominated for Game of the Year. Like, I wouldn't expect it to win something like that, but it wasn't even nominated. And before you say, oh, but it came out too late. No, no, no. It's got nominated in three other categories. It's nominated for Best Audio Design, Innovation and Accessibility, and Best Sports Slash Racing Game. Um, but uh, it, it's not nominated for Game of the Year. And uh, Mike Def says, call me crazy. It isn't Game of the Year material. Hi, Crazy. My name is Bobby Blackwolf, and I'm here on the Voice of Geeks Network. NE3VL says, maybe Xbox gamers are hungry for content. That doesn't necessarily explain the high scores from critics. Because um, when you are able to... uh, When you do have access to all the consoles, when you are in a fortunate enough position in life to be able to have all the consoles where it doesn't matter where you play the game, you just like playing the game. Um, I don't think that would factor in. I don't think that you would say, oh, well, if this was a PlayStation game, it'd only be an 8. But since this exact same game's an Xbox game, it's a 10. I don't think that's how it works. Now, I don't know each reviewer personally. It is a very, uh, very subjective uh, discipline doing reviewing of games. I used to do it. Uh, I don't anymore. But um, I don't think that factors into a lot of the, the high scores from the critics. Uh, because they can play all the games. They're not starved for content. They can go over to the to, to the Switch and play games. They can go over to the PS5 and play games because they actually have a PS5. They actually have the Xbox Series X, so I don't think that actually uh, th- that actually matters. But uh, it wasn't nominated. Um, the, there, there, were, uh, there were other sequels nominated, so it's not the fact that it's also a sequel, uh, but it's, it's a really well-made game. So uh, hopefully they, they... I think they'll... I think they have a t- good chance in two of the three categories. I don't think they're going to get it in the accessibility category. Uh, but I think they've got a good chance with the sports r- best sports racing game and may- possibly the audio design. Darklaw says, I bought the deluxe version of Forza Horizon 5, but it's the digital version at Walmart. You can buy one of those cards, and the code is printed on the receipt. Yeah, they're, they're, the, the brick-and-mortar stores are now selling the cards for the digital edition uh, for a lot of things. Uh, you can actually just get the card, and then you basically like they they even have them where it's got the QR the the code on the back, uh, and then you can buy them that way. And that's kind of how they're fighting the they don't make that as much physical product anymore. And Mike Def says the thing with Forza Horizon Five is that in the grand scheme of things, it isn't that different from previous entries. Um, Ratchet and Clank wasn't that different. Than previous entries, and it's 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 in game of the year, uh, except for like the one mechanic that they changed. But but it's it's nominated for game of the year as well. And really, it, it, it is more of a good thing, a bad thing. But it is what it is. No sense dwelling on it. But I did want to bring this read this comment from uh, from Bowl on our Discord. He can't be here uh, live because. Uh, it's in the middle of the night for him, so I, I really do appreciate 
uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, and he was actually talking about how when I was talking about the graphical modes, because they give you options when you're on the Xbox Series X. And uh, th- this is another one of those cases where people who really prefer one option wish the other option didn't exist. And you'll hear them talk about how, uh, you know, you should never, ever play a game at less than 60 frames per second, no matter what, uh, because there is a fidelity and a performance mode where the fidelity mode is 30 frames per second with beautiful 4K, uh, no ray tracing. Ray tracing is only in the photo mode when you go into photo mode. They don't actually have live ray tracing uh, in, in, the, in the fidelity mode, uh, but, but it's 30 frames per second, but it's a solid 30, and they use motion blur to convey the motion. Uh, and then there's the performance mode, which is 4K, but it's 60 frames per second, and it's a solid 60, uh, especially when you're on an Xbox Series X. And a lot of people are like, there is no point in having a 30 frames per second mode. And I said, well, I do play 30 frames per second. I play in the fidelity mode. Uh, and actually, there was somebody at Digital Foundry who actually said, this is the way I prefer to play. And he got blasted in the comments. They're like, you need to get fired. We need to replace you with someone who understands games because obviously you don't. Uh, and Bull says, regarding Bobby running Forza 5 in pretty 30 frames per second mode, this makes even more sense on a big screen in a dark room as a screen full of motion, big enough to cover up some of your periphery with no other world references to anchor yourself and can indeed induce motion sickness just like VR can. I've observed this myself, and a friend experienced the same playing on his projector. A lower frame rate can, in some cases, reduce the risk of getting motion uh, simulation sickness, that's the case for me. He's talking about Bull himself. But from talking to other VR users, it can work both ways. So it depends on the person if higher or lower refresh rate helps or hinders. Other than that, I opt for frame rate over graphics any day of the week. But for projector use, specifically 30 frames per second could be the more sensible option. So thank you for coming to my defense uh, because I am actually playing uh, on, on a basically an 120-inch screen. It's a nice, huge screen that I'm playing on. Uh, and, and I am sitting in the front row. So essentially, like, the, the, the screen is, in fact, my entire uh, vision. And uh, uh, so that, that's why I played this in 30 frames per second mode. Also, because I am just so used to playing Forza uh, in 30 frames per second because I've played all the games. And when, it, when I turn it to 60 frames per second... It, uh, it, it just feels, it feels weird. It feels wrong for whatever reason. I have turned it on 60 frames per second, and I can play at 60. Uh, like Ratchet and Clank, I put it in 60 frames per second mode. But, uh, yeah, so uh, the, the option is there, uh, and uh, you, you can, I'm glad that options exist, uh, despite what some other people think. And E3VL says, nice door. Yes, I actually posted a video. It's actually, uh, I haven't done much on my TikTok page, uh, but I did post a video on my TikTok, and uh, there is a, uh, uh, we painted our door to look like the TARDIS from Doctor Who, and then you open it up, and it's actually bigger on the inside, and then that's my little home theater uh, on the inside. So you can find that on my TikTok, at Bobby Blackwolf, uh, because I went in, like, on the night that Forza Horizon came out, and I'm like, let's play this. Did I do that for Halo Infinite? No, but I did open the beta and uh, and, and played against some bots. And uh, but and that's about as far as I got in Halo. I'm not gonna. There actually is a bot mode in Halo, but you play with other actual people against the bots. You can't play with a team of bots against bots unless you use like the full training mode. The Breakman says, "Note to self: If zombie op- apocalypse occurs, go to Bobby's house to wait it out." Because speaking of my house, there is going to be a new thing coming next week. 
uh, th- this isn't really news news, but uh, it's probably a preview of what we're going to be talking about next week. I got a notification from Target, from good old Target, because that's where I pre-ordered from several months ago. The Arcade 1-Up Tron cabinet uh, is actually shipping. They, I thought it was like mid, mid, mid-December was when it was going to come out, but I got a first email that said, hey, uh, the release date has been changed to Friday the 26th of November. And then uh, about 12 hours later, I got a notification saying, okay, well, we've, we're shipping your 120-pound uh, package, and it should get there on Friday, November 26th. So I'm going to be sitting here instead of uh, going out and shopping, which I haven't done that in forever, gone out and shopped on that day. Uh, I will probably be uh, building a, a new Arcade 1-Up cabinet, my third Arcade 1-Up cabinet, uh, so I can now uh, hide out even more in my basement and have more options when the zombie apocalypse comes. So that is, uh, uh, that, that's probably what we'll be talking about a little bit next week is the Tron cabinet. It does have two games on it. It's Wi-Fi enabled. That's going to be the interesting thing is how that works. Uh, what because those games are not two player because it has Tron and it also has di- discs of Tron which is the arguably the better game. Um, maybe they made a two player version of discs of Tron. I don't know, uh, but we'll see. And we'll also see if my Wi Fi can reach to that room well enough for it to be used because it's like at the opposite corner of the, the little arcade room I made is a little is at the opposite corner of the house than my Wi Fi router which is actually right behind me or right in front of me behind the camera. Um, so we'll see. Maybe I'm going to be getting myself a Wi-Fi extender for Christmas. I don't know. I don't know. But the news this week, and this is, uh, we're talking more about, uh, you know, gaming adjacent stuff. So I, I don't just talk about games here. Uh, I do talk about gaming adjacent stuff and streaming is a very big portion of the gaming community that I am familiar with and that I talk about. And obviously this show is streaming. Uh, this show is, uh, it, it, we, we we work on Twitch, uh, and we use some of these tools that we're talking about tonight that have uh, been, been in a little bit of hot water, maybe some hot streaming water. I don't know. Uh, I was trying to make some kind of pun, and it failed. But anyway, uh, Eurogamer reports that Streamlabs, which is a – Streamlabs is a company that is supposed to help your stream uh, with overlays – with interrupts uh, or alerts, or but also you know uh, more ways of getting donations. They help with that. Uh, more integrations with other platforms, as well as uh, you know making streaming more accessible is kind of what they want. And so do all these other companies do. And it turns out that's where all these ideas came from. So uh, Streamlabs yesterday announced the release of Streamlabs Studio, a new product that brings web-based Twitch streaming to Xbox and uses cloud capture to remove the need for capture cards. Uh, now it has been accused of plagiarism from rival companies. Top streamers, including Pokimane, have also chimed in to threaten to move to other services. So Lightstream is a web-based streaming studio that... Uh, that similarly allows for console streaming without a capture card. The company's Twitter account shared an image of their website uh, alongside that of Streamlabs Studio saying, hey, can I copy your homework? So I actually have it up here on the stream, but you can find it on, on, on the Twitter. But on the left of this image, it's got the Lightstream website, and it says level up your Xbox and PlayStation streams, automatically add overlays, alerts, and other media every time you go live. And then on the right, it's got Streamlabs Studio. 
Level up your console streams, automatically add overlays, alerts, and other media every time you go live. Uh, and then how does it work? Activate personalized stream, and you look uh, activate personalized stream. Uh, and then uh, they've got cloud, ca- cloud capture for console streams, and uh, Streamlabs has cloud capture for console streams. Uh, full layout and design control is what Lightstream has, and Streamlabs also has full layout and design control. And even though, yes, it, it's, it, these are all true, but it's the copy underneath that I'm not reading on the podcast is also word for word. Uh, and they've even got, like, they changed some of the graphics uh, and stuff. But here's the best part. You go down to the bottom. You go down to the bottom. And you see on the Lightstream side, uh, Just Senso uh, actually had a review. They actually got reviews. It said, Lightstream is literally one of the greatest things I've ever discovered. Thank you so much for making it so easy. That was the review from Just Senso of, of Lightstream. And curiously, Streamlabs... Got a review from James uh, Dokids, who says, Streamlabs Studio is literally one of the greatest things I've ever discovered. Thank you so much for making it easy. Somehow made the exact same review, had the exact same thing to say about Streamlabs Studio that that somebody else said for Lightstream. Oh, let's let's go back to Lightstream. PharmaStorm said, love this platform, love how they listen to their community, which is great. I mean, that's a great thing. But you know what? Streamlabs has Livia Press saying, love this platform, love how they listen to their community. It is the perfect platform for console streaming. At least at least that person added another sentence. At least that's... So uh, Streamlabs did come out uh, and, uh, and and basically said that this, this, was, uh, th- this was a mistake. Uh, so uh, Stu V2, the CEO of Lightstream, shared the tweet. And said uh, that, quote, the, st- the team at Streamlabs should be ashamed, not satisfied enough to write OBS projects, hard work. We're going to get to that in a second. Now to copy ours down to the layout and every word of our marketing site and our UX in this product, unquote. Now, Streamlab did uh, apologize, uh, saying, quote, we made a mistake and that this was pretty quick. They did make this pretty quick. It was a reply on Twitter. They say, quote, we made a mistake. Text on the landing page was placeholder text that went into production by error. This is our fault. We removed the text as soon as we found out. Our intended version is now live. Lightstream team is great, and we've reached out directly to them to apologize, unquote. Uh, OBS, so one, the, the other product that a lot of people use of Streamlabs is called Streamlabs OBS. OBS stands for Open Broadcaster uh, Studio. And uh, OBS was started as an uh, open source project like 10 years ago or something like that. And then they made OBS Studio, once again, an open source project. And since it's open source and it's under the the GPL, the the general public license uh, for source code, that means that somebody else can take it and use it in a commercial product. And that's exactly what Streamlabs did. So Streamlabs took OBS Studio as it was about four years ago, I want to say. Forked it, which is a, a software coding term for uh, I am going to take what you have right now and I'm going to make my own version from that point. And OBS Studio continued along. But they, but Streamlabs took their own version and they put, basically, they put their own code of paint on it. They made a lot more tight integrations with the Streamlabs pl- platform, which has alerts and things like that. And they called it Streamlabs OBS. And when OBS Studio would continue to make updates to OBS, Streamlabs OBS wouldn't necessarily bring those over. 
but they were called OBS. So a lot of people thought that Streamlabs OBS was just the commercial version of OBS. And it's not. Streamlabs took the name for their main Streamlabs OBS product, and uh, OBS actually tweeted out, quote, near the launch of Slobs, S-L-O-B-S, Streamlabs OBS, Streamlabs reached out to us about using the OBS game, uh, OBS name. We kindly asked them not to. They did so anyway and followed up by filing a trademark. We tried to sort this out in private, and they have been uncooperative at every turn. Um, unquote. And so a lot of users, they even say, come to OBS, the open source project, and complain about Streamlabs OBS not working. Because they're like, well, this is your product. And they're like, it, it's not. Um, and also, uh, there was another tweet uh, from Elgato that basically just said, uh, first time, because Streamlabs announced an app called the Streamlabs Stream Deck which has buttons that allow you to control your stream. Which Elgato has a stream deck, which is literally the device I'm using down here, and I don't want to like move it and put it up on the camera because I don't want to unplug anything by accident. But uh, Streamlabs kind of has a history of this. And Orange Wright says, while I never used it, I thought uh, Streamlabs OBS was some sort of collaboration with OBS until now. Didn't know they just took the name. Um... And uh, and Fifth Dream says, all I know is that when OBS was being buggy, a lot of places said try Streamlabs OBS instead. Uh, so I've never used Streamlabs OBS, uh, but I do know that it was kind of more of a user-friendly entryway, uh, which meant that it couldn't do as much as OBS did. Uh, because if you do more, then it gets more complicated. And so they didn't. So that's what Streamlabs OBS did: is that it was very complex, or it was very uh, thorough in using Streamlabs technology, but not necessarily what, um, not necessarily other things that didn't involve Streamlabs. And uh, Dark Sakura says uh, it's going to be a. Uh, that Streamlabs OBS is a resource hog and leads to a lot of latency. I only use it to apply widgets. Uh, so a lot of people are saying that they're moving to stream elements, which has its own interface uh, and everything, and it's going to be a pain. There are apparently there's a, apparently a Chrome extension that will migrate your Streamlabs to stream elements. I did not use it. I, I just rebuilt uh, stuff into stream elements. The reason I'm mainly uh, and I'm concentrating on this is because uh, we've at Vog Network uh, are are moving everything uh things over because we use streamlabs in fact tonight we're still using streamlabs believe it or not not streamlabs obs i use regular obs but uh when we stream on twitch there is a ticker at the bottom of the screen and whenever somebody uh follows or subscribes or gives us bits a little yellow text comes across the bottom of the screen it's a it's a custom alert and we're using streamlabs to power that um and also, we had our shop was actually powered by Streamlabs. All the merch, the 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 mug, the coffee mug, the T-shirts, the 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 masks that I bought and nobody else did. Uh, you know, the, the fanny packs and art prints and stuff that was all powered by Streamlabs. So, um, I will say that that shop's closed now. I think I went to it. It doesn't show it's closed. But uh, curiously, and I guess I, I don't think this is ironic. I think it's more coincidence. It isn't ironic. 
we in order to get all that gear in our store, we had to pay for Streamlabs Prime, which was a, we paid for a year. Uh, that year was set to renew on Friday, two days after all this happened. Needless to say, uh, we at Vogue Network, we have decided to not renew for a year. So as of Friday, uh, November 19th, we no longer have Streamlabs Prime, which I believe means we can no longer sell merch on the Streamlabs shop because most of the uh, most of the stuff that we had up there were you needed to have Streamlabs Prime to offer that merch. Uh, now, the site itself, like if you go there now, I, everything's still up there. We didn't actually close, close the shop. Uh, so... We are, uh, so we're looking at now what we're going to do. Uh, but I do expect that we're going to at least move our, like the emote wall that we use, that I use on my, uh, break screens. So like when people type emotes in Twitch, it shows up on the stream. Uh, I've got the stream elements version of that working. I'm not using it yet tonight. And also I've got an updated ticker using stream elements. So we here at Vogue, we're going to be at least moving for, to stream elements for that. Stream elements does have a merch store. Uh, so we may go there. Uh, we may also, I know Dark Sakura uses Creator Spring, uh, and we may look at that as well. Uh, the neat thing about Stream Elements merch store is that we can actually set it to where we can give discounts to people who are subscribed to our Twitch channel. So, but it's also about the quality of the merch and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, we're going to, we, we, we haven't made any decision, but... Since we were telling people vognetwork.com slash shop was our was the URL, uh, we'll just point that URL to wherever we go next. So unfortunately, no holiday gifts from Vogue right now because we're going to have to figure out. And I really hope that I can get some time with Jamie uh, because she's got a lot more experience in this than I do. Uh, so that's a little Vogue Network thing. So I apologize that it was very short notice, but uh, we had kind of two days to figure out if we wanted to renew and we decided not to renew with Streamlabs. Uh, Questbuster does want to say, as an aside, Streamlabs is owned by Logitech, who acquired them a year or so ago. And uh, Questbuster also said, um, I use Open OBS all, all the time, but not mainly for streaming. It works great for capturing media on my workstation for what I need. Simple to use, no fuss and no muss, and I'm used to the interface. Not saying there wouldn't be a better way of doing it right now, but OBS is a solution that works for me. Um, it's, it, it is actually a great tool to record uh, your screen for like gaming purposes because it does a lot better. Uh, it's kind of like Fraps. If you used Fraps a long time ago, uh, it, it it does the same thing as Fraps. Uh, I I was using it when I was trying to record some some uh, graphical heavy things at work. Uh, it works a lot better than some of the other like screen recording tools that are out there. Streamlabs is kind of owned up to it because uh, Streamlabs did uh, put out an update saying that they're going to remove OBS from their name to avoid confusion with the separate platforms, OBS as uh, per the tweets. Uh, and they say, uh, quote, we are taking immediate action to remove OBS from our name. Streamlabs OBS is built on top of the OBS open source platform. Streamlabs OBS is also open source. Our code is publicly available. We take responsibility for our actions and will support the community, unquote. I am assuming that is placeholder text. And we'll get the actual statement later. How about games? Let's talk about video games. Uh, let's talk about Rockstar games. I, I actually didn't really talk about this all that much, but I did actually play one of these. Um, play one of these games because uh, on uh, Xbox, uh, 
they finally released outside of the Insider Preview. Uh, you can now, if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you have cloud gaming on your Xbox Series X. or, or uh, And I, I haven't open, lo- loaded up my Xbox One yet, but I'm pretty sure it's there too. Uh, this was in the Insider beta, but I actually don't have my uh, my Xbox Series X in the Insider program. Uh, I only have my Xbox One, my older system in there. Uh, but they finally added that, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was one of the games that uh, was uh, that that's that's on the preview, or that that's that's able to be cloud stream. So I didn't have to download 21 gigs. I just started it and played it normally, and. Uh, I didn't get that far in it because uh, I, I also don't really remember that much of this original San Andreas. But a lot of people are seeing a lot of interesting bugs because what they did with the Grand Theft Auto trilogy, what Rockstar did is in order to in, in order to get this out by the holidays, they use robots. So we make all these jokes about robots are taking our gerbs and robots have taken our gerbs. Uh, because the worlds of the Grand Theft Auto 3 trilogy, which is three, uh, Liberty City and San Andreas, or Vice City and San Andreas, excuse me, uh, they are so large, and they probably didn't put a big enough team to be able to do this by hand, they employed robots. And so what they did is they had AI go in, look at all the textures, look at all the assets, and upscale them. And they had AI kind of do some of the other uh, uh, other things, and, and they didn't really have the time to do thorough testing. Or maybe they did, and they just didn't have the time to fix all the stuff, and they're like, oh, hopefully nobody will notice that if you wiggle the car, this particular car, back and forth, it gets wider. Hopefully nobody will notice that. Um, so it was kind of rushed. Uh but what's interesting, what's funny is that some people were pointing out that like some of the textures of like the shops, uh, the, the the sides of the shops, uh, they changed the the AI changed some of the words, some of the letters. So, uh, but it is it's it's very uh, it seems to be very buggy. There's a lot of great bug compilations. Kind of reminds you a little bit of Cyberpunk 2077 last year around this time. Now we're not talking about Cyberpunk except. Aren't we glad that that Rockstar is now the new cyberpunk? Uh, It's been, uh, but one of the things Rockstar did is they took all the previous versions that weren't as buggy off of storefronts. Uh, A lot of people are requesting refunds. And uh, and, and it's been a big PR disaster, but it's given us a lot of great memes. But a lot of people paid a lot of money for something that's really only good for the memes. Rockstar put out a statement, though, on the 19th, on Friday, uh, saying, Hi, everyone. Want to provide an update regarding the unexpected technical issues that came to light as part of the launch of Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition. Remember, this is the definitive edition where they used robots to upscale and wound up changing the text of some of the, the buildings on the side that are not like, not the story buildings, but just like the other buildings that are in the, the edition. Firstly, we want to sincerely apologize to everyone who has encountered issues playing these games. The Grand Theft Auto series and the games that make up this iconic trilogy are as special to us as we know know they are to fans around the world. The updated versions of these classic games did not launch in a state that meets our own standards of quality or the standards our fans have come to expect. 
We have ongoing plans to address the technical issues and to improve each game going forward. With each plan update, the games will reach the level of quality that they deserve to be. Sounds a lot like the cyberpunk statement. You know, oh, you know, we're going to we're going to have all these updates and. A new title update is on the way for the upcoming days for all versions of Grand Theft Auto to the Trilogy, the definitive edition that will address a number of issues. We will update everyone as soon as it is live. Bobby speaks, or tries to speak. In the meantime, it pains us to mention that we are here having reports of members of the development team being harassed on social media. We would kindly ask our community to please maintain a respectful and civil discourse around this release as we work through these issues. That I 100% agree with. Uh, these are just video games. It's just video games. That's it. It's not... There are so many other things going on in the world where it's ruin, things are ruining lives and none of them are video games. I don't care what video game it is. It's just video games. While one of the goals of the definitive editions was to allow players to enjoy these games on modern platforms for many years to come, we also understand that some of you would still like to have the previous classic versions available for purchase. We will be adding the classic PC versions of Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas back to the Rockstar Store shortly as a bundle. Additionally, everyone who has purchased Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition for PC from the Rockstar Store uh, through June 30th, 2022 will receive the classic versions in the Rockstar Games Launcher Library at no additional cost. We will update everyone as soon as these are back in the Rockstar Store. Once again, we'd like to thank everyone for their patience and understanding while we work through these updates to ensure these games meet everyone's justifiably high standards. Fifth Dream says, they put the ass in passion. And yes, I said that on my show. I'm not going to make put an explicit tag on this. Too much passion. Questbuster says, so Rockstar pulled a Warcraft 3 Reforged, least amount of effort for a big project, and asking everyone to eat it. Fifth Dream says, uh, to me it looks worse than on PS2. This was one of the things when I was watching stuff about it, and, and I did play a little bit of San Andreas uh, over the cloud streaming is that one of the technical limitations of the PS2 actually made the world seem bigger, especially in, in Grand Theft Auto 3 because it was supposed to be, yeah, or, or, or in San Andreas where it was there was a haze because it was Los Angeles. So, uh, you know, there's this haze as there is in Los Angeles. Well, on the PS2, that was because the render distance wasn't that far. So they always put this perpetual fog in the world and that made the, the world seem a lot larger. Well, in the Definitive Edition, which that this is a long title. I'm surprised it's not a Kingdom Hearts game. In the Definitive Edition, they're like, oh, well, the render distance, we can render the entire map on these new consoles, even the Nintendo Switch. Get rid of the fog. And that actually makes it seem a lot smaller. Like, it makes the map seem so much smaller because you're over, like, in this, the in your like in the farm area or whatever. And, you know, not that far in the distance is the big skyscrapers downtown. So it, it makes everything seem a lot smaller, especially, and also like if you're in a plane, uh, you can just see clear across the map. And it's, it's, there's no, the sense of scale is gone because a lot of times in, in, art and game development is it's not necessarily about what you see, but it's what you don't see. 
you know, you hear this in music a lot, especially jazz. Jazz, it's not about the notes you play. It's about the notes you don't play. With Grand Theft Auto on the PS2, it wasn't about what they drew. It was about how they hid what they didn't draw. And that made it, it fooled us into thinking that the map is bigger than it is. And now that we can see the map, we realize, oh, it's not all that big. It's kind of small. Inquestor says, I love hearing about dev tricks like this. Most of game development, honestly, is fooling you. It is making you think something is happening when nothing is actually happening, but it's tricking you into thinking that something's there. That is really all game development is. It, it's about pulling the wool over your eyes. And Mike Def says, game developing is magic. It is. Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And E3VL says, like load times. Yes, load times is, uh, you know, load times that are done well back in the days when we needed load times. Um, you know, trying to hide the load time into other things so you don't think that there's any load time. That's a trick that a lot of different developers have a different way of doing. Um, Mass Effect famously used an elevator. And then they put elevator conversations in. So you're sitting there, uh, you know, listening to these conversations. But that elevator was literally just hiding the load time. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, did this. And a lot of other, like a lot of the Sony action games, you know, like your, your Uncharted, your Tomb Raider, stuff like that. Uh, God of War does this. Um, what they hid the load times behind was crawling through a crevice if you've ever like played one of those games and you're like oh there's a, like a tight crevice and the character has to 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 slowly inch along and stuff that's actually a loading screen it's just allowing you to do something during the loading screen while it loads the next area that's all it is game development is all about tricks like that and dark soccer says thank you arthur c clark yes that is that the indistinguishable for magic uh, is an arthur c clark quote uh but and I'm, before I go to the music break, I want to follow up with this. I love that Arthur C. Clarke quote, any, any distinguishably advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. But one of the things that one of my coworkers says at my day job is uh, something that I've tried to start taking to heart is that the, 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 the sequel to that quote is it doesn't stop being magic just because you know how it works. And ever since I, st I heard that and I started looking at things that way, I've been a lot happier in my life. We're going to take a quick music break. Uh, I've been wanting to do this music break for a bit. Uh, we're going to take a quick music break and then uh, come back and talk about uh, some other stuff. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show here on the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. Hey. This is SSJ100 Matt, and when I'm not watching or playing hockey, I'm listening to the Bobby Blackwolf Show. Wait, what do you mean he doesn't know what hockey is? Pfft, forget this. I also had that bumper sitting and waiting because I had the, I had this set when I was still in my sports ball mode, like celebrating my victory uh, or my team's victory, not my victory. I didn't work for the team, uh, but. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I I had that bumper sitting. If you want to leave a bumper, I haven't gotten I haven't played a new bumper in a while. Uh, it can be an audio or a video bumper. 
Uh, but uh, you can contact me on our Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Or if you actually do want to email, if you don't want to join Discord, that's fine. Bumpers at bobbyblackwolf.com is the email address you can use. Uh, and uh, I, I need something with just your voice. And if it's video, it, it can have you in it. Uh, but don't put music behind it. I will decide what DMCA violation I want to risk. Uh, and uh, I will, you know, put stuff around it, uh, welcoming people back to the Bobby Blackwell show. So, uh, so yes. And I, I don't know what hockey is. I, I live in Atlanta. We don't have hockey here. Um, E3VL uh, wanted to mention in chat, Black Friday is coming up. Some deals are live now. And, yes, so uh, obviously this is going to be uh, the, the last show be- before Thanksgiving uh, and before uh, Black Friday here in the U.S., uh, and, uh, I, I haven't really looked at all those, uh, all the deals yet, but I know like a lot of them are live and a lot of them are going to be online, uh, thanks to, you know, adapting from last year. Uh, but all I will really ask is, uh, you know, if you do go out on Friday and you do, uh, partake physically, uh, in, in, in some of these, uh, events, I want you to realize that the people working the retail store, they don't make the rules. Um, and so getting angry at them or treating them like crap isn't going to do anything for you except make them feel even more like crap. Uh, they don't make the rules. They don't set the prices. They don't set the availability. They don't decide how many of whatever product they have. They don't decide any of that. Um, they are generally just told what to do from people who are not around. And working Black Friday is very difficult. Uh, Breakman in chat says he still has nightmares of working Black Fridays, many, many Black Fridays. So, uh, you know, we, we called them all essential workers last year. Uh, so, you know, treat them with respect. And if you don't get what you're looking for, um, it's not the, the person on the floor's fault that you didn't. It's, it's probably nobody's fault. It's just the way it is. Quest says, I used to work Black Friday a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and I can tell you being nice is very much appreciated. Uh, yes, not there. A lot of times it's a thankless job working retail. Um, like I said, I never worked at Black Friday. I did work retail uh, when I was uh, in college uh, in a video game uh, area, a video game area of media play. If you remember media play, and yes, I know I'm 29 years old plus. Uh, but uh, I worked at Media Play in the video game area, uh, and uh, I, I do remember I, – I, I never worked Black Friday, but I did work Christmas Eve when all the last minute people came in. And um, being nice goes a long way uh, there. Uh, I don't – you know, my my one story, and everybody that's worked retail has their story, and this my story is – uh, to kind of date myself as to when I was working at Media Play, the big game, the big game that everybody wanted was this game for the Nintendo 64 called GoldenEye. And uh, Media Play was not the upper tier of getting a whole bunch of product. Like, we weren't the number one place to get video games. So our store got six copies total for the entire, like, December. Six copies total. And so this woman comes in on Christmas Eve, like an hour before closing, saying, I want, you know, GoldenEye. And we're like, well, we've, we've sold out. We, we had some, you know, weeks ago. And she's like, no, you don't understand. My son is disabled. This is all he ever wants. I know you have a cup copy in the back. Go get it. And she's talking to me. 
And I'm like, I, I can't do that. And she's like, do you really want to be the one to tell my son that you're ruining Christmas for him? To me. And also, the other thing to know, at least, is this was also my last day there. Like, they had not, like I didn't quit that day. I had, like, we had worked out that December 24th was going to be my last day there uh, because then I was going back to college and couldn't couldn't be around. So that was my last day working. Um but thankfully, I had a great store manager who kind of took over because the women over there wanted to get me fired. And I'm like, I'm quitting at the end of this shift anyway. This is my last shift. Uh, but uh, the store manager was like, no, we don't have a copy in the back. And she's like, I know you have a copy in the back for situations just like this. And and yeah. So being nice means that you won't get remembered. The key is don't be remembered by the person working retail, because 20-something years later, that person might have a podcast and tell your story on the podcast. You don't want to be that person. But S.J. Matt says, Bobby ruins kids' Christmas confirmed. I mean, yes, that is confirmed, but this wasn't the time that I ruined Christmas. I didn't. I ruined Christmas in other ways, not in this way. Pod Culture says, good old media play. I used to work for Suncoast. Yep, I worked for media, media play and uh, blockbuster video. Those were my two retail jobs. Coming up next, here on the Voice Geeks Network, twitch.tv slash VOG Network, is Orange Lounge Radio. It's three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do. And uh, they some they go on tangents, too, just like I do. And uh, and it's always a lot of fun when they do it. Um, so we like to check in with them. Uh, Sacramento, are you there? Hi, I'm here, Bobby. How are you? I am doing well. Just talking about how I ruined Christmas. Uh, Mike, yeah, Depp, Mike I mean, Depp says I would need- yet another par- yet another parent not being willing to take responsibility. Yeah. Like, why didn't she start that hunt mm-hmm. well before the day day yeah. before Christmas? But that's another story, I guess. Mike Depp says I would have kneeled down to the kid and said, sorry for ruining Christmas, kid. That's life. The kid was not there, which means I don't <laughs> think he was actually disabled. But I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt and, uh, you know, assume noble intent is something I try to do, too. But not not at that time. I was too young to do that. But. And I think you may be onto something, and it's unfortunate, but yes, that's what people do. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So, so how have you been doing this week? Um, you know, I think uh, you know we, we've had Halo come out. Surprisingly, I don't know if you've checked out Halo or or, or played more Forza or gone back to Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, what, what's going on? Now, Bobby, don't get your hopes up. Um, I uh, I did play the Halo Infinite demo through the tutorial. There was a very robust tutorial, yeah. and I think it's something that folks might miss. But you do get a Chivo for finishing it, yeah. so I would encourage people to play it. And it's pretty robust, and you get to do a bot match at the end, which is mm-hmm. very nice. Um, but then I, I wasn't brave enough to go play against real yeah. people, so I still haven't done that yet. Um, I did do another day or two of Forza, but then, Bobby, Pokemon came out on Friday. Uh-oh. Thursday, really, and that was that's been the remainder of my weekend, to be honest. But it's a remake. You've already played that Pokemon, I, right? I know, but oh my gosh, it's a remake. The the really important thing: quality of life updates, nope. and there are enough to warrant looking at this generation again for sure. It, is it as brilliant as the title says? <laughs> it's shining, even. Oh. Um, I I think for Pokemon fans, yes. I think if for folks that are newer to the series, uh, maybe Sword and Shield might still be a better place to start. But um, I think as far as like revisiting the games and uh, you know uh, the, the the new coat of paint they've put on everything, uh, I think they did a decent job with the Gen Four remakes. Okay. 
Yeah, I had, I did not pick that up. I did hear like it's this this gen was a little more more challenging in the tactical sense. Is that kind of what I what I'm hearing for that? Is the, a little like the team makeup matters a little more. Yes, um, and there's a, a real problem with fire types as well, which can be tricky with the second gym, although just take a flying type because flying is also good against grass. Uh, that's how I cleared it. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it gets a little weird with some of the Pokemon. Uh, and they tried to fix some of that with this new like underground, well, not the new, but the new components of the underground um, that they've put in it. But, um, you know, our resident uh, Pokemon expert, Shane, uh, here at Orange Lounge Radio, he, and this is a matter of opinion, but he considers has considered Gen 4 the worst generation. And I have to admit, like, even in my limited experience, I, I kind of agree Gen 4 was probably the worst. Um, but um, these remakes, and I know he's been enjoying the remakes a lot, too. I think it really makes Gen 4 uh, worth another look, to be honest. Okay. It may make some people reevaluate those thoughts, to be honest. It's it's kind of lovely to go back, and now it's like, oh, I, I know all these Pokemon thanks to Pokemon Go, and like I, fe- I feel like I have my favorites now and all that other stuff. Yep. Well, that's awesome. Uh, and I'm, I'm assuming we'll hear a little more about that. I will say, uh, going back to the Halo Infinite, is they actually have a PvE mode. And I don't know if you saw this. Um, so no, it, it's it, it's basically you can have a team of four, so you're still playing with other people, but going up against bots. Oh, that's cool. So I might you, try that. You can do that, but you're still on a team with other humans, which is why I haven't gone in there, because I'm the person that brings the team down. Uh, but it does have a robust training mode. I actually have like seven achievements or something. It's like if you change your tag on your little banner, you get an achievement. If you change, if you go into that, tra- there's like a, a training mode where you can just say what type of bots you have in there and what your loadout is and just play infinitely. If you change some of that, you get an achievement. So there's a lot of little achievements in there. So I did a little bit of that, but I'm like, I don't want to let my team down. Eh, I'd probably do it. Dead by Dead by Daylight and all the that all of that playing that has made me used to being the worst person on the team. Although I have found that more often than not, there really are worse people than me on the team uh, through through the adventure known as solo queue. And um, yeah, I've had matches where basically the rest of the team that was pro- likely a three stack of my just gave up. And I'm like, really, you gave up in the first two minutes, and it's really frustrating. So yeah. um, at least. You don't give up. Yeah. I don't know how to quit. That's That's been a problem <laughs> in my entire life and multiple different things. I'm still here after 16 years. I don't know how to quit. Uh, exactly. I guess I guess I could say the same thing. Uh, so what else are you going to be talking about on Orange Launch Radio tonight? Well, of course, there is the Pokemon release. Um, and we'll talk about, oh, you brought up um, Cyberpunk. Uh, we have a story about some rumors with that and Game Pass, although uh, we also may have the rumors already debunked. But we'll get into that a little bit. Um, also, we'll talk a little bit about ooh, classic games because Phil Spencer has uh, some words about mm-hmm. video game emulation. And then, of course, Xbox uh, actually enhanced with more um, classic game emulation. So we'll talk about that as well. Uh, and Atari, I think, kind of doing a good thing finally with this whole XP. I think they're kind of riding on the back of the limited run games, but I think it's pretty cool. 
And uh, we got to talk about that big elephant in the room and somebody that should have lost their job on Monday morning. Uh, we will we will take that head on yep. at the top of our show coming up. Yep. I have not been touching the, the ABK story. So if you want to hear more about this and I will just say as a Bobby, I do not claim that Bobby. He is not in the Bobby club. He was kicked yes. out long, long, long ago. I don't even know when it's been that long ago. Uh, so we don't claim that Bobby, but if you want to hear more about that Bobby and what some of the other members of the industry uh, that are not at that company, uh, what they've been re- responding to, we're going to get get into that on OLR. That There's truth? so much Bobby and like literally another story just broke like two hours ago in that whole thing. So let's do it. Let's talk about it. All right. Orange Lounge Radio is up next. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks, Bobby. So uh, that is it for me. I will be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Vogue Network, uh, probably with a new arcade one up being built. I'll, I will film part of it, uh, and, uh, and I'll be talking about some Tron. So that's what you get to look forward to next week. Yes, we will be here, even though it is a holiday weekend here in America. Uh, that's on Thursday is the actual night and then uh you know friday is the day that you really should be nice to people who work retail because they don't make the rules i promise uh but so we will still be here sunday night 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific voice of geeks network twitch channel twitch.tv slash vog network come join us and interact with the chat directly or you can join us in our discord server vognetwork.com slash discord during the week uh and share some uh, good black friday deals if you really want to uh and and you know maybe we can we can all uh celebrate and and get some stuff for ourselves or for loved ones. Uh, so if you if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone. The show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. But we would not be able to make this live show work without uh, the, the chatters who go above and beyond. Uh, and, uh, you know, just being here is, is amazing. But some people go above and beyond with their bits and subscriptions. And I like to... Uh, I like to... Uh, recognize them throughout uh the night uh rob roberts resubscribed uh before the show well before the show but i was already in chat i already saw it so rob roberts thank you so much for the resubscription mike deft also resubscribed thank you so much 35 months and counting is what that one says twitch math is weird sometimes it says 31 sometimes it says 35 i don't know uh tiger claw resubscribed thank you so much for that and uh orange right resubscribed and uh peleonimea resubscribed as well as Loki OLR. Did we get a hype train? We, I think we were very close to getting a hype train, uh, but it didn't trigger yet, the hype train. Uh, the hype train on Twitch basically gives out emotes if you get to different levels. Uh, we almost had one trigger. I think it was like on deck, but we didn't actually get it to start, which means you have uh, all through OLR to trigger a hype train and, uh, and, and get more subs and bits for us. Uh, but we didn't get there yet, which means it could still happen during OLR. I'm going to go ahead and hit the button that uh, plays us out. There's the button. So uh, have a happy and safe Thanksgiving if you are here in America. Uh, we have to, and uh, you know try not to eat too much, but we we know we probably will. And be nice to people. See you next week. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.